Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your big guide podcast. on dreaming big, I let's hear host, from the man Bedney. Uh, and so excited uh, today to actually uh, sit down and have a conversation uh, with, uh, I'll say, one of my very first friends uh, in my move to Pittsburgh, uh, Sabrina Saunders Mosby. Uh, and she's going to tell you a little bit more about herself uh, before we hop in today. But she runs an organization that I believe. Uh, a number of cities across the country need, uh, you know, something like. Uh, I also believe that she is uh, an amazing example of, uh, you know, strong black female uh, leader uh, that we need uh, as well, leading out in these efforts. Uh, also happens to be a phenomenal wife, an amazing mommy uh, to a really, really handsome little boy. Um, that who knows, uh, I believe Ty is trying to like get some arranged marriage stuff going on with our daughter. Um, but you know, that's, that's probably another conversation for another day, but so excited Sabrina to have you, uh, on the pod today and would love to, uh, you know, just have you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners and, uh, talk a little bit more. Uh, thank you so much, Donnie. I am I'm truly humbled to be invited to sit with you and have this conversation. Uh, you are growing to uh, become one of, uh, I think, our dearest uh, Pittsburgh friends and family. Um, it is exciting to be able to spend time in the professional space as well as the personal space you know with people uh, that are like-minded it's i think a rare thing uh, to uh, to cross paths and easily click um, and then and begin to build a relationship from there so thanks so much for uh, inviting me to have this conversation I am. You, you talked about Pittsburgh right off the bat, so uh, clearly I am. I'm. I'm here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I am a Pittsburgher, born and bred. Uh, Pittsburgh, the city of bridges. Uh, I have basically touted myself as a person that, uh, you know, hailing from the city of bridges helps to uh, in, ensure that other people cross those bridges. Oh wow! Um, yeah. That's been a part of my of my story. Um, know that improving our region starts with with its people and that's why when we first met uh, it was all about me making sure that you got ingrained in Pittsburgh and were connected in Pittsburgh uh, and really felt at home. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about why uh, that's also part of what I do in my day job uh, but it's something that I personally care about as well. Um, I've, I've worked in uh, a variety of different spaces uh, from uh, the nonprofit space to the government sector, uh, but it all started uh, right after college working in a community organization in my own community. Uh, that's wow. where I realized the importance of relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a relationship that uh, created an opportunity for a black girl from the hood to uh, get a job a couple of days after graduating from college with no plan. Mm -hmm. uh, 
It's a relationship that I maintained that uh, afforded me a mentor and then a sponsor that helped to support me early on in my career. And uh, I've held true to those kinds of relationships and I've, I've consistently tried to keep those relationships as a part of um, what I do to pay it forward, so to speak. Yep. Um, my, my day job is president and CEO of Vibrant Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Vibrant Pittsburgh Spectacular is a organization. Yes, yes. It's a, it's a nonprofit uh, economic development organization. And essentially the organization was established to uh, create a more diverse and inclusive Pittsburgh region. Uh, we really spearhead uh, activities to attract and retain and even to create opportunities to elevate uh, the, the diversity of talent that is here and that we want to come come to Pittsburgh. And mm. I'm in that role. So uh, is it okay for me to still say I'm new in that role? I, it's, it's really, it's an odd thing because of the pandemic, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I think we, we basically have fast forwarded like 18 months, uh, you know, of people's lives. And so I think it's fair to still say that you're, you're new. Yeah, um, I, it's I, still not over, right? It's so. not. So I, I joined Vibrant Pittsburgh in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things happened. Um, right before then, uh, a gender equity report was released, basically saying that Pittsburgh was essentially the worst place to be if you were a black woman mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons. I don't know if we're going to dig into that, but it's something that's you know been, been discussed widely. Um, and then right at the beginning of 2020, we were hit with a pandemic. I found out that I was pregnant with my first child. Uh, then a few a few uh, months later, we had the death of George Floyd, uh, which completely uh, uh, created an uptick in interest in the work that we do at Vibrant Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and then we're here today, right? We just celebrated my son's first birthday, and uh, I'll be celebrating two years at, at Vibrant here in the fall. <laughs> it does. It feels like a whirlwind. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I mean, so obviously very excited to uh, dig in and talk a little bit more, uh, one, just about your journey, uh, you know, learning about, uh, you know, Vibrant. But I think that, you know, one of the things that's really struck me about you, um, and and I think it was so fitting uh, and, and probably providential, frankly, that you're from Pittsburgh, as you're talking about the city of bridges, because literally, what you're doing is, you know, I'll say, you know, just proactively building bridges, right? Um, you know, through you know corporations, connecting them to people, you know, all of that. And the irony is that, uh, or, or not so ironic, uh, that on the Only Dream Big podcast, you know, one of the questions that, um, you know, we think it's so important to ask, not just from a corporate perspective as you're thinking about vision, but also from an individual perspective, is really. You know, can you accomplish whatever your dream or vision is by yourself or with your current team? Um, but since no person is an island, you effectively have to be able to, you know, drive change with or through people. And that's literally what you do. Like that is your full responsibility. And also, I think, you know, probably one of your gifts, right? Um, so, I mean, talk through, you know, uh, it, being in one of the, I'll say older cities, um, you know, in in the United States of America, um, you know, what's that been like, um, you know, as as far as how you ultimately kind of build those bridges, and then 
um, once a bridge is built, you still kind of have to convince people to go across it, right? And people don't just necessarily just go across the bridge just because it's built. Yes, they, they don't necessarily do that. And I should mention that historically, those bridges weren't crossed in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny. My family, I would say, is... Uh, is unique because we, we did we moved and, and we lived in different parts of the city when uh, many people in similar situations uh, you know grow up with their family in a certain community and you know when someone passes away they are still living there at that point in time that mm-hmm. is very common uh, for uh, the community that I grew up in and so for us to have cross bridges and for you know I grew up in a, a single uh, parent household, so for my mom to move mm. across the bridges and to expose me to different communities, I think is a, a part of it. I, you know, I, I didn't even consider it that way, but it's a part of one of the reasons why mm. I believe it's so important for uh, uh, underrepresented uh, populations, uh, for Black and Brown young people to be exposed and to mm. have access to uh, all that our region, all that our world has to offer. Because yeah. if it had not been for those instances where we were meeting new people and, and being embraced by different communities, uh, that I wouldn't have, uh, I really wouldn't have built the bridges that I have and, and maintained mm-hmm. and established the relationships that I have as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it certainly, it's, a, it's important uh, to consider what happens when yeah. people are siloed in communities Right, they don't learn, you know, who they're not connected to, uh, what opportunities perhaps are missed, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I benefited from uh, from those kinds of moves, and so yeah. my my entire story is uh, almost a testament to the importance of crossing those bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're thinking about in a theoretical sense as well, right? So the idea of uh, right, ca- crossing bridges as it relates to perspective. And uh, if we're talking about the work that we do at Vibrant, we've got to cross some bridges uh, and to, to collaborate uh, sure. things and, and changes for the region to, to make sure that uh, things are better for everyone so that all of mm-hmm. our, our region's residents can thrive. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, has uh, this blue collar history where you know you think about hard workers, you think about steel. Uh, we've really transformed into a space for where you know it's eds and meds and tech, uh, mm-hmm. all the uh, the mini Silicon Valley here in the Berg, and yeah. um, it's Was exciting. It like Duolingo, uh, yeah. Amazon, Amazon, I believe, is there, right? Uh, like, Huge, huge. Really, it's it's really uh, blowing up. We've got CMU and the University of Pittsburgh. Um, And when I think about all the opportunity that exists and what we are being highlighted for as a city, I just want to make sure that everyone who is here in this region, uh, people that look like me and that don't, have an opportunity to experience all that we have to offer. And that has not always been the case. Um, I know that's not something that is unique to Pittsburgh, but it's where I spend my time uh, trying to effect uh, change and trying to, of course, uh, help people cross the bridges, whether it's in perspective, understanding, um, Mm -hmm. even opinion uh, to improve uh, the outcomes for for everybody, for everybody here. So, so, I mean, if you can, let, let's 
dive in a little bit um, to that concept of crossing bridges, right? And and how you know just being able to be exposed to a different perspective or different world, you know, one how that's kind of impacted you, um, you know, in your life. Um, but then also just practically speaking, you know, for a lot of our listeners, one of our goals is just you know can they receive some you know practical and pragmatic nuggets that literally as soon as we're done they can go and apply to their life right and so can you talk a little bit more about um you know advice that you would give you know just it, since you've had the ability of you know hindsight now um you know what about folks who maybe are still living in the same town or region um you know that they've been in what are some ways that they can, you know, ultimately kind of look to cross bridges or connect with other people, perspective, uh, et cetera, in order to kind of, you know, bring some of their dreams or visions uh, for their organizations or even personally uh, to life? Uh, well, I started by saying that I learned very early on the importance of relationships. And uh, one of the things that, are, that I think is important uh, as it relates to those relationships is that it's it's vital that those relationships are genuine as well as intentional right mm. um, we sometimes we think that we need to make a connection to another person that's going to help elevate us that's going to help pull us up or bring us into the fold or create mm-hmm. create an opportunity for us uh, yeah. for getting what we bring to the table right so mm-hmm. People that have, you know, grown up in a particular community that are still living there, they're, you know, their family, their parents live there, it's what they do, they buy a house in that community and, you know, they they work in that community and so on and so forth. They have a perspective that is valuable to a variety of different people, whether they know it or not. Recognizing what you bring to the table, what perspective, what your perspective means to, uh, I think, an overarching uh, community is vitally important. Not to discount uh, your uh, your being because perhaps you didn't move out of your hometown or yeah. uh, still live in that particular neighborhood or what have mm-hmm. you. Uh, I think that that mentality is one uh, that's based in in fear. Okay. Um, and so uh, I would say that uh, the, many of the conversations that I have with, um, with folks who are in that particular situation, living that reality, uh, especially young people, young people that, especially young people who uh, have, uh, because of, uh, you know, their circumstances, uh, living yeah. at, you know, in, in particular communities have only seen that, right? Mm-hmm but have a perspective on a variety of things in this world that is so important. Uh, And so I would say first, just considering what you bring to the table and recognizing that it can, you know, it's it's unique and there's a a place where it is valuable. And so you don't always need to seek out someone else's perspective or help Mm -hmm. to elevate you. Perhaps you can provide insight that they're looking for and Mm -hmm. there is mutual uh, opportunity for growth. That's where real change actually it starts. And that's where relationship building becomes genuine, intentional, mm-hmm. and lasting, where you're yep. both bringing something to the table. And I think that that's the opportunity that we have for crossing bridges, right? It's right. when, uh, you know, we, we could talk about this all day, right? All the people that we have in our lives that don't look like us, that if we were sitting down at dinner or, or you know, for lunch, yep. people would walk up and wonder, what are they doing with each other? Right, sure. or they get together uh, because of these kinds of things where 
unlikely individuals are connected because of a common interest or goal, uh, or perhaps there's an opportunity to fill a gap that exists. Um, now, I will say that without conversation and interest, uh, many times those gaps are not realized, right? So if you're, you know, I'm Sabrina, I grew up in a, in a community, well, we lived in a lot of different neighborhoods, but um, that I can remember around the relationship building time in life, I was living in Garfield. Okay. Uh, that has since been pretty much gentrified. Um, but I was living in Garfield and during a time in the 90s when there were gangs and um, I was afraid to walk up and down the street sometimes because you just never know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But in the summertime, the, you know, young kids from our community were walking down to a summer job because of a relationship that we built with a community leader who mm. has literally created opportunities for me to build relationships that I just never could have imagined. But wow. but what's always what's always stuck with me is his response to his relationship with me. How much I've provided and poured into him, um, you know, the types of investments that I've been able to make in him because of my perspective, because of the things that I've experienced and the way that I've changed the way that he thinks and feels and behaves um, and makes decisions. Okay. Um, so we can't forget what we bring to the table in any instance. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually takes me back to one of our first uh, conversations, which I, I feel like may have turned into a little bit of a soapbox moment because uh, I felt like I, I spoke a little bit longer uh, in our first meeting than I ever anticipated uh, meeting over Starbucks uh, <laughs> that time. Um, but you, you talked about fear um, and you mentioned that for a second. And, and when you said fear and then talked about the power of like knowing what you bring to the table, uh, the, the term imposter syndrome is, is what really popped into my head. And, and I don't want to skip over that because I feel like, uh, you know, a, a number of people that are listening, you know, deal with that on a regular basis. I know, um, you know, it's something that earlier in my career, um, you know, I, I had to deal with, um, you know, bef- before I got into, you know, some of the roles that I got later on. Um, and, and also, um, not that I don't want to uh, talk about young people because I feel like Gen Z and, and whatever the generation is that our children are a part of and you know sure. those generations are very important. Uh, but I also have a significant passion for uh, millennials and Generation X uh, because I feel like that um, an age range for me that I, that's always in my head is kind of like this 30 to like 45 uh, kind of age range where you know, you, you have a decent amount of experience, maybe not exposure, um, you know, to higher levels of things, but, you know, are very good at what you do or, you know, have just lived life and various things have happened, but you're you're at a crossroads, relatively speaking, and, and you know, are still extremely young, right? You know, 30 to 45 is, is really, really young. Um, but when you, when you talked about fear, you know, how have you throughout your career um, you know, coming from where you come from and all of that, you know, really, you know, what are some things that you've done to, you know, uh, positive self-talk, you know, get to know yourself more. Um, you know, I, 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 a saying that I always like to, you know, express to people is that I don't believe that anyone is fearless. Um, but really, um, you know, more of the people that I know, uh, just make a choice to be courageous. Right. And you can, you can make that in a second. 
no, okay, I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to speak up in this meeting. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago as we were talking about personal integrity, right? And and how can you, you know, influence that? So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, fear. I mean, you smiled about it. So maybe, maybe imposter syndrome was what you were referring to a little bit, but, you know, can we talk about that? And, and specifically as we are thinking about like working professionals that maybe, you know, once again, come from similar backgrounds and all of that, but what, what are some things that you did to actually overcome that? So let's be clear about where it comes from first. Um, okay. And I did, and, I, and that's what I was alluding to a bit, I would say, um, that idea of imposter syndrome. Um, so, okay, so let's be clear. I'm a part of that age range that you mentioned. Uh, where really? I didn't you, know that. Oh, right, right. So. Um, so the, the age range where you have, you know, a, a bit of experience, but, uh, in the professional realm, depending on sector, uh, you are still considered rather young and sure. as a, as a, a CEO, um, and this is, you know, the, the third time that I've run a company, um, I turned 40 this year and I have many times always been, and let's go ahead and run it down, right? The only. Um, yeah. We have this conversation, I would say, um, at, over dinner or wherever, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about this, but the only, right? So uh, invited to the meeting, the only young black woman or the mm-hmm. only black person, uh, the only young person, the youngest person on the committee, uh, yeah. the young CEO, the youngest person leading a department, mm-hmm. uh, the only person present in the room. Yeah. Uh, mistaken for uh, the secretary or uh, Mm -hmm. confused uh, because I was being referred to as uh, the admin in conversations where people Mm. didn't expect to see me at the table or didn't understand why I was invited um, or what Mm -hmm. role I could uh, play or how I could contribute. So Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, uh, this idea of self-doubt, you know, considering over and over what your competence is truly and what you bring to the table, Mm -hmm. um, I would say for me, right, Mm -hmm. uh, based on my identity and all the things that I've mentioned, where I'm from, my experience, uh, the the things I've experienced in that particular space uh, is created by one, Mm -hmm. the bias that exists, the way that I've been interacted with, the way that I've been approached, experiences that I've, I've had, where my competence uh, mm-hmm. My position, my mm-hmm. ability have been questioned, mm-hmm. uh, have uh, not only been questioned, but have been disregarded. And mm-hmm. so it takes a toll, right? Where you're constantly feeling like uh, in mm-hmm. certain professional spaces, you're required to prove that you belong in the room. Yeah. Right. Um, even when you are hosting the conversation in said room, that is your room. Yeah. Um, and so there's a part, there's that part where mm-hmm. uh, it's embedded in the daily life where yeah. you're, you know, you're battling. Um, and so it causes you to question, uh, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, like, goodness, quick, like, quick interjection, because I mean, this is, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things that I've done and, and for our listeners, you know, once again, just something practical. Uh, Sabrina just said something that, that I hope you all don't miss. But, you know, she said, you know, uh, feeling like things are happening, 
right? Or, or people are saying this or, or anything. And, and one of the big things that I, I had to, you know, move past and deal with, um, and thankfully this is another reason why we have coaches and mentors and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but, but to really take the time to process what people have said and or, you know, didn't say, because I, I know that that personally, I have felt different kinds of ways about how people, you know, maybe said something or tone or anything. And then my mind literally just started running with, you know, different feelings or how I felt. And, and to be able to uh, recognize that, you know, my feelings are real. But whether or not, you know, individuals actually said something or, you know, maybe we're implying something else, uh, at least for me, it was how can I, I had to, I had to basically step away from that and say, well, if they didn't say it or, or implied it, then, you know, what do I know about myself? You know, am, am I intelligent? Am I qualified to be here? Have I done this, you know, work before? Am I experienced? Frankly, do I have the vision and drive and work ethic, you know, to make it work? And when the answer to all of those things are yes, then at times I've had to actually just push my feelings to the side and understand that like, that's my feelings. No, that's your, like, no, Donnie, that's your feelings. That's not what people said. So if you feel a certain way, maybe one of the first places you should check in is actually once again with yourself which is you know going back to kind of circling back to what you were saying before and understanding the value that you have um, because i think often like people overlook their feelings because we all have feelings we're people <laughs> so we should acknowledge them but who do we check in with first as opposed to giving people power over how we feel and it's it's also a part of your emotional intelligence right uh, i think you mentioned a bit earlier about knowing self and being very clear about who you are and spending time getting to know who you are um and perhaps even uh this is this this podcast uh is is essentially also about who you want to be i think as oh, well goodness. absolutely yeah so uh, the it's you make a you make a really important point uh but i i wanted to frame the environment for this fear because some of it is the environment some of it mm -hmm. is you right some of it mm -hmm. is perhaps um you know doubting uh yourself just because of perhaps you know the things that you believe about yourself what you're telling yourself mm -hmm. now you know if you deserve to be in a particular space or not mm -hmm. uh, and i think the reality is this when you show up mm -hmm. um be sure to show up ready to deliver in the best way that you know how, regardless mm. of the environment. Mm -hmm. But always be sure to communicate things so that whomever else steps in after mm -hmm. you, maybe they don't have uh, as, as difficult as a time, uh, not just exploring, mm -hmm. but excelling in that particular space. Mm. Uh, not been afraid when talking about fear to mm -hmm. communicate very clearly mm -hmm. when uh, someone has said something that made me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. that's important because me expressing my feeling creates an opportunity for dialogue and for mm -hmm. learning and yeah. also right and so while there i've been the only one 
it's important for me to acknowledge it, whether or not it's seen, but to yeah, acknowledge it. Um, yeah. My personal opinion, that it's important to acknowledge it, whether someone else does it or you do it, uh, so that the next time that this meeting happens, you mm -hmm. are not the only one. Um, that the environment can change based on mm -hmm. what you deserve and how you feel it, mm -hmm. uh, how you experience it. The environment mm -hmm. can change for the better and yeah. you become, I believe, more mm -hmm. confident in the way that you move and your reason for your reason for being yeah. there, reason for contributing, for being invited, things of that nature. Yeah. I still say, I'll jokingly say, um, out of you know a little bit of nervousness, sometimes I'll jokingly say things like, uh, "How did I get invited to this room?" or what have you. And that's me being real. <laughs> that's me being real yeah. and living my truth. Where sometimes I do have to question, like looking around the room, how in the world did I get invited to this conversation? Um, and that's that just, how I feel about having you as a guest on the podcast. How were we able to get this clear pioneer, you know, person who has no problem being first in all these rooms on the Only Dream Big podcast? We are, uh, we're, we're definitely really excited to have you. So, I, I mean, it, it, something else just hit me, um, Sabrina, which I'd love for you to touch on as well. So, you know, we're, we're talking more about the individual, right? But as we think about some of the people around the room, right, and we talked about generational differences and obviously, you know, race and, um, you know, uh, gender and, you know, all of these different demographics, right? Um, can, 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 you, can you pause for a minute and, and speak to those people who, you know, maybe uh, are not, uh, you know, the same generation? Maybe they're, maybe they're older, maybe they're younger, maybe they're... Um, you know, white male, maybe they're white female, uh, maybe they're some, you know, uh, something else, um, you know, in, in, in how they identify. And so can you speak to, you know, some of those folks who, once again, aren't necessarily the individual, but what are ways that they could potentially communicate differently? Um, you know, maybe some thoughts or feelings or, um, you know, just other things that might have made some of those environments a little bit, um, Ooh, it's going to be tough to say this because I, I, I believe that most of our growth comes uh, from a, a, a place of discomfort. Mm -hmm. But, how, you know, how could they kind of make those uh, environments a little bit more comfortable, um, you know, or, or friendly, maybe, uh, or inviting, uh, well, you know, insert a synonym, right? Welcoming, I would say, is the is the, the buzzword um, at this point in time. So since we're uh, we're in this space, um, I would say that using the power, my favorite uh, exercise is using the power of inquiry, right? Ask mm. the question. Okay. Uh, if it's on your mind, ask the question. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you are observing something, uh, ask, ask the question and be open to the things that are not um, right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we're in our own world where we, we naturally, we don't notice of what's True. happening but if we are intentional when we enter spaces uh, and we intentionally notice things that are out of place or perhaps that can be improved then we can ask the right questions to get to solution and so i think for anyone right regardless of um, the areas of intersection uh, and difference if you can ask questions that can get you to solution you're in a better place so here's an example of that right if there's a conversation that is being held where there's some discomfort Right, you're not really sure how to navigate it. 
Uh, it's already a little touchy. Shifting in your chair a little bit, feeling a little hot. Real good about it in general. Or somebody has, let's just do, somebody's called you out on something that you didn't mean, you didn't intend, that you, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's not what I even meant, I don't think. Yeah. Um, ask the question of, of how, or how, how could I, in your opinion, how could I have said that differently? Mm -hmm. Or what about what I said was troublesome to you? It's the question. And if you genuinely care, listen, answer, and do better. Seriously, no. because we're always yeah. going to say it the right way. We're not. We're not always yeah. going to say it the right way. We're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I try not to tiptoe around this because some people are, you know, really staunch believers that you've, you've got to know better and do better. And if you make a mistake that's on you, and mm -hmm. I want to build bridges. And so yeah. I'm not going to close you out because you've done something that was... Uh, that was inappropriate. I want one to see you learn from it. I want us mm -hmm. to build from it and I want to be able to move on from it as well or else we can't build community in a way that's inclusive for everybody. Yeah. We can't yeah. just, we, everybody's not going in the same direction. Everybody's mm -hmm. not going at the same pace, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but this idea of just leaving people off the train uh, mm -hmm. because they're not moving fast enough, uh, essentially it then leaves another group behind. We're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, We've got to be intentional about the way that we seek growth, uh, especially community and spaces of diversity. That's the you know the work that we're doing, yeah. uh, and making sure uh, that we have empathy. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's not my responsibility to to teach uh, every person that doesn't look like me about about my history, about my heritage, about sure. the challenges that I've experienced. Um, however. I am very open to having conversations when people are in exploration mode and want to want to grow, right? As long as it doesn't, it's it's not harming me um, in any way, shape, or form. I'm open to it, right? Because I have empathy for areas of growth. I am not perfect, perfect because I'm a black woman uh, in a part of a marginalized community. Um, does it mean that I don't make mistakes as it relates to the intersections of difference? Mm -hmm. And right, and and so we're not above anything or anyone uh, because yeah. of the place that we hold in this particular world in any way shape or form we all can grow yeah and that's what that, i mean it, this is why you're so perfect for your role um you know and and uh i i have you know i think really appreciated uh your guidance um you know as as uh, you know I'm, I'm moving into and becoming a part of uh the greater pittsburgh community uh, and frankly, I think that that some of the things that you've shared today, um, you know, could be so helpful just in in communities across the country, uh, and even for individuals, right? I mean, that last piece that you just shared, it took me back to uh, pre-engagement counseling uh, that Ty and I had before we ever got engaged, and yes. and I feel like this this is it, this was not the direction we were going, but even from a relationship, like those people that are listening that are in a relationship now. That counselor, this one question she gave us was, I think, worth all the money that we paid for the 10 or so sessions we went in. Uh -huh. And it was this question, being willing to ask people, what did you mean by that? I, one day we may have Ty on the podcast or something else, but it's just like that for our first two years of marriage, like it, that, I, I'm not sure we had a single argument largely based on that question because it gives people the opportunity to pause and then restate mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is that they said that maybe was misconstrued or came out or 
you know, maybe folks just aren't extremely articulate. You know, nobody well, you wants to be, have to be willing to, right, to listen yeah. to what they meant as well, right? <laughs> so that it takes a certain level of, of understanding uh, and, and empathy, right? For sure. Uh, allow uh, for that reframing to happen so that you can, again, have a productive conversation or get to solution. Sometimes yeah. we, we, like, what's the real goal? Yeah. If we, you know, if we don't see eye to eye and we're not actively working to get to a space of growth, then our goals are different. Yeah. Clearly, we're not trying to reach the same place. And mm-hmm. so let's talk about what that really looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about how we establish goals for uh, ourselves that uh, are um, among uh, reasonable expectations, so to speak. I think about that when I think about marriage, uh, expectations. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, like what expectations are wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when uh, when when Brandon and I were engaged. Shout and, out to Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Link, out. we haven't we haven't shout out Link yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Link's, Lincoln's my my son, but when we were engaged, Brandon was take he would take out the trash, right? Um, and this is this goes into kind of these these gender roles, but he would take all the trash. And when I, you know, ha- lived in my own home, had my own, you know, house and everything, I was responsible for all the for everything that you know was was required in the home. Uh, yeah. But Brandon would take all the trash. And so after we got married, I think it made it it may have been like the first week after we got married was trash week, and he didn't take out the trash. And I went to my school and like, what? Take out the trash. <laughs> and, and, go out. and so the next day I thought, oh, well, he'll get up early and maybe he'll he'll get the trash out. And he didn't do it. And so and I said to him, why didn't you take out the trash? And he said, well, why didn't you take out the trash? And I'm like, because you do that. And he said, why do I do that? And I said, because you've, done, you've been doing it. Well, we didn't have a, con- right? We didn't have a conversation. Yeah. My expectation was that he took out the trash. And there are a variety of reasons why I thought that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and that's a whole different conversation. But my expectation was that he was going to do that without conversation. I didn't communicate. I didn't say anything. I didn't remind him. I just assumed that it was going to be done. And so that that happened, I think, the, the week after we were married. And it really opened my eyes to not just the importance of communication. I think we, we all know the importance of communication, but understanding how our expectations, which are also not communicated and accepted by our spouses or people that we're in relationship with, can get us into trouble. Mm. Sure. 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 So- Man, yeah, we could we could talk about that. Um, we may have to have like a relationship pod or something like that and bring some couples on. But um, yeah. you know, what, what, I, 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 we got to wind down, and uh, this is this has been so helpful. Um, you know, and, and hoping that you know the listeners, I'm sure, will we'll start getting feedback from folks. Um, but but just to just to wind down on on maybe a final thought or or or, or question, maybe two. I'm, I'm going to steal uh, and, and ask two. Um, but one is, you know, as, as you think about, and, and I know that you, you have a number of large, you know, a, a large vision for your organization, you know, so we've, we've talked about, you know, some of your dreams a little bit too. Um, you know, what's the, what, what is, uh, when you think about the vision for your organization or even just, you know, being a Pittsburgher, you know, what, what is, what, what do you believe kind of like your, your impact or like 
dream or vision that you know you're able to see in the greater Pittsburgh area, you know, since you you grew up there, you work there, you know, you're raising uh, and, and have a beautiful family that lives there. What does that look like? Um, you know, kind of if, if we're casting it into the future, what 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 are we working towards? Oh, it's very clear for me. Uh, I, my aim is to make Pittsburgh a destination of choice for people of color. Point blank. And when I say a destination of choice, I mean not because you were born here and you stay here because that's what you do, but because you choose to stay, because you choose to move to Pittsburgh. Um, right. We've got a lot of work to do. Well, folks, I mean, it, you know, first of all, where can people find you? Because Pittsburgh is going to become a destination of choice for people of color. Um, you know, I, I run a business that's based in Pittsburgh. Uh, there's a lot of recruiting behind the scenes. That's what you guys can't see. I'm sure I will get off and I'll have some more introductions <laughs> or text messages from Sabrina uh, to introduce us to more amazing people in the greater Pittsburgh area. She's trying to uh, get you know, me and my family to move there uh, as well. But, you know, where can where can folks find you, get in touch, especially those who are, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, hey, I'd love to explore Pittsburgh. Uh, as, as being a destination that, you know, I could, I could potentially create a life. Sure. VibrantPittsburgh.org is where you can connect with me. I'm on all social media platforms and except for Snapchat, but uh, maybe I'll get, I'll get on there too. But uh, VibrantPittsburgh.org is where you can connect with me. And I would love to introduce you to Pittsburgh. That's amazing. That's amazing. So Sabrina Saunders Mosby, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. This has been the Only Dream Big podcast, and we'll see you next week. If you like today's podcast, tune in to our social media to get updates on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Only Dream Big Inc., uh, and hit the subscribe button below. That's all for today, folks. See you next time.